It's All Out Week. WWF is running a stadium show in Cardiff, Wales the same weekend. What are the odds? Listener questions are back. All this and more right now on the Bingo Hall Boys podcast. My name is Jake, and joining me is my co-host, Mitch. Mitch, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm good. That was a solid go-home show. I'm in a good mood after that. Ooh, I know. it's uh, Life's pretty swell whenever, you know, the things that you enjoy Ooh. are really enjoyable. <laughs> Who would have thought? You've been uh, disc golfing? What have you been up to this week? Yeah, we had a little uh, little kind of one-day tournament on the weekend. It was just a little fun one where everybody uses the same discs, so... Kind of a neat, neat way to do it for the weekend. Um, last quiet week of work before things pick back up as everybody goes back to school and university. So kind of enjoying that that little calmness while I can. But sure. it's not going to last much longer. Right. Yeah, dude, work's been bonkers. I'm uh, very tired. <laughs> so, yeah, the fact that we just got to watch an amazing show, it was definitely an energy boost. I was thinking, I was like, do I need coffee do i need to have some caffeine before we get going nope i just need a really good show um so on that note (laughs) um actually no before we get there let's do a couple listener questions real quick um i really like some of these that were sent in so let's um (laughs) let's go through these uh so we'll do a couple here and then um as we were doing show notes, it just kind of make, made sense to kind of sprinkle some of those in throughout the show. So we'll go there. So uh, let's see. What do we got here? How big is Batista's dick? Okay, here we go. Out of all of the AEW title reigns so far, who's had the best run and why is it Hangman and Omega? <laughs> it's weird because like that, that title run was more about the Hangman Omega arc than than the titles themselves so as good as that story was it feels weird to count it as the best title run so it was it was less about the titles and more just about about their story i am am i too much of a homer if i say the original young bucks tag team run probably yeah probably (laughs) um because yeah i was thinking about this and i'm just like could it be uh, the one that comes to mind is Cody's original TNT run. Like on the way to getting destroyed by Brody. Yes. Yeah, that one was done really well. The open that was awesome. Got a bunch of right. people in and he got weaker and weaker until Brody really ascended and absolutely Just, demolished him. That Which was the perfect end absolutely. to that reign. So, yeah, that one's probably going to be my favorite. Um, Darby's first TNT run was a blast mm-hmm. too. I Honestly, if you do an open challenge and have really good matches on Ooh. TV, odds are I'm going to say your title ring yeah, is a good run. <laughs> yeah. So who are you going with? Yeah, I think that first Cody run probably is subjectively the best one. Um, it's tough because like Omega tried to do a really good job with the heel run, but he was so banged up the match quality just couldn't be there. So it took away from it a lot. And I mean, the good brothers were on my TV too much for that to be as enjoyable. <laughs> I feel like if Mox wasn't in the pandemic, his first run could have been really, really special, but he had to carry it through empty buildings. Those, those empty pay-per-views are going like, to be rough. Yeah, so it's, it's tough. He kind of got screwed out of an opportunity to have that, I think. But yeah, Cody probably is the, the answer. I think one run that doesn't get as much talk as it should is Jericho's time as AEW champion. Like he literally put the company on his back. I mean, whenever you start with that all out match where he beat hangman and went from there, the match against Cody, like there's, there's so much there. He ended up losing to Mox. Like he really did set up a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know that that one might be like the close second. Um, because I, 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 it's crazy. Uh, I think Jericho is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and he still doesn't get enough praise. 
it's it's amazing i I don't know how that's possible um what do you want to do for the next question i think it's more of a conceptual answer than actually naming every single person because that's that's a whole process we don't have time for that we got we got amazing stuff to get to So it's how would we split the rosters for our ROH and AEW once ROH TV starts. I think the big concepts that I got to hang on to are ROH can't be purely developmental. You do need a few star power names there for it to be successful. I think some of the developmental stables will work really well there. Like uh, the, the trust buster one is a good fit for it. The wingmen are a good fit for it. Um, this crew that Stokely Hathaway is assembling would work great for ROH and they all seem to disappear as soon as they take his card and haven't been seen since. So I almost kind of wonder if that's where it's going and that's the plan, but you need a few big name stars, whether it's your Claudio's and Joe's or whoever, but you need a few big name ones to, to actually sell the tickets beyond just the developmental stuff. Yeah. I was also kind of more interested in, instead of just kind of like, you know, doing a a, a draft where we take, because i mean we've done that go back and listen to it several months ago it might be fun to do it again but you know it is what it is i think tony khan's gonna have a really hard time trying to differentiate the two because both promotions are so intertwined Mm -hmm. right now i don't know how you can separate those if you can separate those how you make them feel different without one of without roh feeling like the nxt of aew uh, which honestly wouldn't be the worst thing, but um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I really don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to be kind of like you said, like a couple big names come in maybe just for an arc or two and then go back up. Um, that'll be really interesting to see, but honestly, I have no idea how I would differentiate the two, like how I would split the rosters, uh, especially since, both of them are going to be largely focused on the in-ring product. So I'm like, it's not like one's going to be like much more like shtick heavy. It's, I don't know. I think it's a cool problem to have. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, we've talked about it before. I think ROH taping all of their stuff for about a month, maybe a couple weeks at a time is probably the best way to go. Maybe split up some of the uh dark and rampage tapings um yeah i don't know because that all of that's going to be really crazy and really fun to watch um next up uh i knew you were going to be really excited for this (laughs) one regarding the possible aew women's only show which joshi talent would you bring in mitch for those unaware what is joshi it is a fancy word for female Japanese wrestling. And I say fancy word. It's a very basic word. Basically, right. <laughs> it's part yeah. that just means women. Like it's not it's it's not a not a super high caliber word. But yeah, it's just Japanese women's wrestling is what uh, what Joshi res- wrestling is traditionally called. And what's interesting right now with this is when AEW started, they brought in a lot of Joshi women from Tokyo Joshi Pro and uh why can't I remember the name of Emi Sakura's weird no ring promotion that she does all the time? The free one, Choco Pro. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. But whatever. Yeah, like the most of the talent was coming from Tokyo Joshi Pro. There wasn't access to stardom talent, um, with the exception of B Priestley and Jamie Hader, notably right. both Gaijins. They weren't getting the the actual like the ones that are native to Japan coming in. I think that is changing with. Uh, the partnerships with New Japan and the whole Bushiroad thing being a little more firm now. So we're going to see people from Stardom and Tokyo Joshi Pro coming in. Obviously, the biggest names you want to bring in are going to take a while to build up the trust. We had to start with Kojima and Nagata before Okada came to an AEW show, which means yep. we're going to have to go with a few of those those types in Stardom before we get to Mayu and Julia and Siuri, who are like the dream three to bring in where you light the Maybe. world on fire. but. I was going to say Sayuri is my number one. She is absolutely incredible. Julia is definitely my number one out of there, but series number two. And I mean, Mayu's Mayu. It's hard not to want those three. But uh, 
Azumi is going to be a fun one. She goes by the letters AZM, but it's mm-hmm. not AZM, it's Azumi, and she's very vocal about it. I still don't understand the rest of their promos because there's no English commentary, but I figured out that part. I think the fun one, because uh, seeing how some Joshi, like whenever they come over, especially in AEW, like the, once they have a good look or a good gimmick, the mm-hmm. crowd really gets behind them. And then if their in ring also works, they're like, yeah, they're they catch on like fire. Uh, that's why my second name that I came to was Starlight Kid. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I'm enamored. I think she's got an awesome look. That mask is so rad. It is. Um, and she's she's good in ring too. So Ooh. I think she would be a really good fit. Uh, so yeah, those were the two that I I came up with that I I was like, you know, I think that that those would be good additions. I mean, obviously, you could just go like in the top part of stardom and just be like, uh, you 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 like. You could pick the bottom part of stardom, and they're still going to be great matches. <laughs> that roster is insane. Right. But uh, there is one other lady there that is open who can come over who would be really cool. Uh, Kyrie Hojo is wrestling in stardom, formerly known as Kyrie Sane. And wouldn't that be cool? That would be very cool. That would be very cool. Um, dude, I, I can't not talk about it. All Out is yep. happening this weekend. It is. Uh, we have a live rampage on Friday, which is going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the big show. Um, I don't have an updated card, so I'll have to work I on that as we can. talk. Yeah, I think I can remember um, if you got at it. So let's start this off uh, within, uh, with a listener question. Anthony asks, how disappointed are you in the card for All Out? I'm going to give some some quick backstory to this. This is before we knew what the main event was. This is whenever the card was kind of iffy. I still stand by it. I, I think everything that they've built up to has been it <laughs> for a promotion that has the reputation of not telling stories. They did a really good job of telling stories and building up this pay-per-view. Probably almost more than any other all out. Up and down the that card, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10, going into Dynamite tonight, how are you feeling about All Out? Um, going into Dynamite tonight, I'm going to say it was a 7. And the reason it was a 7, we already were pretty sure it was going to be Punk and Moxley again at All Out. That rumor had kind of made its rounds, and it was pretty pretty likely that it was going to happen and I was really nervous about how they were going to make me hyped up for it again after the right. squash is like how do you go from that to make me excited to watch that match again so that kind of left it at a seven I think that'd be yeah that's a fair answer for that honestly I was about a six um, the hype for it was pretty low but I knew that the in-ring was going to be there. I was just curious how there was just so much unknown. So much unknown. Um yeah, I'm 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 ecstatic now. Like I, I wish it was happening tomorrow. But yeah. The build for, sorry, finishing this up. The uh the build was really solid, but there was a lot of question marks. I think all of those were answered. Even the stuff that's still kind of up in the air, you know exactly (laughs) where it's going to go. So uh, let's go through the card. So the only things I have announced for zero hour, which by the way, like I love that they're bringing back zero hour, which for those who don't know was the pre-show name for all in. Um, I, I get the buy-in, but that really only makes sense for like double or nothing. And that's why it started, right? That was Yeah, yeah, like that that makes totally sense. Like the yeah. the buy in at the time I was like that's amazing. If they had a different pre-show name yeah, for, for the all like four. the four different. Four. Well, I mean five now if Forbidden Door is going to be a thing. Yeah. But yeah, if each one had their own little like name change, I think that would be a really good touch. Okay, so what are those um, going to be? So, the two that I've got I've got um, fresh off of suspension, Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii and pack 
defending the I'm gonna remember it. Don't bail me out. It is the uh AEW All Atlantic Championship. Yes. There you go. Um it's gonna be Pac versus Kip Sabian. Um, There's also the FTW title match book against uh, Cool Hand Angelo Parker. Oh yeah, dude, that that's <laughs> going to be so much fun. I even if it's a squash, that is going to be an absolute I mean, blast. At this point, it's a hairstyle battle just to kick the match off. I, <laughs> I hope Bams throws in the comb right as the match starts to fix up his own books there. I mean, really, this is just going to be setting up. You know, I I'm guessing Hook versus Jericho for the next pay-per-view i uh, that's that's my guess uh is that what we're getting cookie crumbs to um nothing really happens for no reason um so yeah i know you're excited for kip pack is there any any chance that kip walks away with the title absolutely i think uh because i think that's that's probably what's going to happen it's difficult you can't have kip lose his first match back really after all that buildup. I mean, you can, but it's difficult. And well, what do you do with Pac afterwards? So this is what I'm wondering. Maybe, maybe, maybe they've convinced Pac to move over for like eight months even to put him in a real title scene. Because that's why this championship exists, right? It's the let Pac live in England title. Give him something to do overseas. Like, give him something to do overseas. So if he's dropping it already, and like all signs seem like he's probably going to drop it, because I mean, Kip's from there too he's got no problem traveling like he went there just to wear a box on his head to promote the match for crying out loud like he'll make right, the trick right so if, if Pac's giving up that belt this early there, there's got to be a reason and it's got to involve a bigger plan for him at least I'm hoping I'll be disappointed if it doesn't I don't I don't know I don't know I think there's a really good chance that Pac wins and it sets Kip up in a really weird direction. Um, I'm really interested interested to see what the dynamic of this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be interesting. I want to know if Kip has changed in ring because neither one of us are really high on him. Uh, and Pac can always go, but he can also work down yeah. to people's level. So that's going to be really interesting to see. Um, and then Eddie Kingston, Tomihiro Ishii, like, am I excited to see Ishii lose to Eddie <laughs> Kingston? No, but it should be a really fun match. Um, so I think now we get into the main part of the card. Yeah. We got to talk about it. The main event, I'm assuming. It has, has to be. It's pretty safe bet. For the AEW Championship, John Moxley defends against CM Punk. Okay. Going into the show tonight, again, I'm going to... Common, common question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited were you for a rematch? 2. I was like a 4 or, or 5 where I'm like, ah, I, don't I don't know, but that Ace Steel combination promo where he drops an F-bomb on live TV. I didn't know if that was just for us. Like, I'm in the Netherlands tonight watching this. Europe and Canada. And I was like, are we the only ones that got mm-hmm. to hear the F-bomb? Uh, that's still not clear to me. I don't know if... Yeah, I haven't if... heard from anybody watching on an American <laughs> cable station if it, clear, if it made it or not. <laughs> hey, I thought it was red. Um... It immediately took me back up yep. to an eight or a yep. nine. I still don't know what the chemistry between these two is going to look like, especially if we're going 30 plus. Um, and the fact that there's no gimmick attached to this mm-hmm. is really interesting too. I was assuming it would be something along, along the lines of like a street fight. So there'd be plenty of walk and brawl or, you know, some, something mm-hmm. along those lines. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the match. And is there any finish that's possible besides MJF coming back to screw punk over? I mean, the only way that doesn't happen is if he actually just wasn't ever coming back, but that's the only way that's not the finish. 
like MJF absolutely closes out the show if he's ever coming back. That would be a really bad sign. That would be a really bad sign. Agreed. Yep. Because I don't know. I mean, before we get into the rest of the card, like who would be the major quote unquote free agent or return, you know, like it, this is the pay-per-view where people make their debuts. Yep. Um, so it's gotta be MJF, right? Is there anyone else on the men's side? That's the thing. I'm drawing a blank on the guy's side. Like, I don't think there's really anybody on the market right now. I can't think of a single person. I got one for you. Moxley wins. And he starts cutting a promo. There's no one who can go toe to toe with me. I'm I'm the greatest, yeah, you know, the whole blah, thing. Blah, He's blah. the heart and soul. Sasha Banks comes out, challenges Moss for so anyway. <laughs> uh where do you, which match do you want to go to next? Uh let's just go in the order you got them written down here. We don't know the card order, and that's dude. To keep up with. Honestly, I wouldn't be upset if the trios title tournament final was the main event because I know for a fact that match is going to be amazing. Which leading up to this, what did you think of tonight's main event on Dynamite? Was it better than last week's main event? It's a tough question to answer. They were both stellar. I mean, this one teased a lot for Omega Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh that- no, no, no. That we're getting that we're getting Osprey be the, Omega in the January. best match in history. Like that could beat all three of the Omega Okada matches. Oh, ah, oh man, Osprey. Uh, it finishes Osprey's arc. He's been losing to Okada at the Dome over and over and over. No, so I get, I get the story. It, he's got to. I get the, guy the story. It. Like, he's got to beat the only guy that can beat him. Like, I'm just saying that's an insanely high bar that you would be setting for those two because I it's mean, like. It is, Ooh. but then you listen to who the two people are, and you're like, okay, well, one of them was in all those matches, and the other one's in basically every other match of the year candidate <laughs> for the last five years. So, yeah, it's a high fucking bar, and they're probably going to reach it. Dude, I I actually kind of like this week's main event more than last week's. I think there were two different kinds of matches, Ooh. which is crazy for trios, because most of the time, like, most trios matches are identical. But the fit, like the last 10 minutes of this match were spectacular. And I'm sorry, earmuffs, you probably won't like this, but there was no interference spot from the crowd, like uh, Kip Sabian coming back or whatever. Like, that's fine. But like, that kind of took away from the main event a little bit. Absolutely. The fact that we had an actual clean finish, like, oh man, clean finishes in wrestling. Who knew that that was like too much to ask? For decades and decades. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so the winners of tonight's main event, Kenny and the Young Bucks. They move on to the finals and will be facing either <laughs> best friends or hangman in the dark order. Um I think it's pretty obvious that we're heading yep. towards <laughs> Hangman in the Dark Order. That would be really crazy uh, if we got best friends instead. But hey, that's uh, people have already bought the show. Who cares? <laughs> How hyped are you for Kenny and the Bucks versus Hangman and Dark Order? Like, not only is it the first time Hangman gets back in the ring with the Bucks after saving them and shaking their like pulling Matt up. Then he also has to get back in the ring with Kenny for the first time after beating him for the title. Oh, man. And the fact that this isn't going to put a bow on everything. This is just the next part of the story. Um, That's what has me so excited. Because it's like, it's not like we're just getting like the finale of the story that's been building for what, four years now? Dude. Yeah, I'm. uh, I'm so psyched for this. This is my main event. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm. I'm so excited for it. Um, for some people, the main event might be Jade versus Athena for the TVS Championship. Uh, I want to ask you. I don't know who those people would be, 
But what are the odds that Jade walks out the champion? Twenty percent. Really? Mm. Can I put a qualifier on that, or is mm -hmm. that too cheap? Well, what's the qualifier? Sasha Banks. So that's that's why I'm down to 20%, because if Jade was winning, Sasha shows up, right? That's the obvious play. Right. But Because there has to be a new challenger. Yeah, because if like, Statlander's out for a year, there's Dude, nobody yeah, Stat left but Athena. Statlander was the, the clear pick. Exactly. Statlander um, was going to beat her at this event. That's what they were setting up. Statlander was supposed to go over at the pay-per-view, and there's just like there's basically nobody left to do it unless you want to somehow spin a Jamie Hayter arc into it, but the thing is, Sasha just, her and Naomi just showed up on the active roster page. Nothing's been announced, but their back moved over from alumni on the WWE site. So I think that took the odds of them, of her showing up down a fair bit. I mean, technical errors happen, wishful thinking happens. So I'm leaving that 20%, but like I'm saying, it's 80%. It's a done deal and she's back there. So yeah, until, until they show up somewhere. Yeah, exactly. That's but that's what the match outcome hinges on for sure. I don't know if I see it in Athena being the one to beat Jade. Well, she wasn't supposed to be, but who the hell else is left? No, I know that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So it's like I, I mean, unless you have a Joshi come in, yeah. Um, unless you just immediately move it Ooh. to someone else, or you just continue the Jade push because and you wait. I mean Pushing her for another whole year would be tough. The Joshi. Did thing, you think that she was going to get this far? Actually, yeah. I kind of, he, Tony Khan talked at the beginning that he wanted to do another Goldberg Street, so we knew it was just a matter of time till he found the person he wanted to do it with. So well, now he's officially started, outshined it. Yeah, exactly. It's and a I, Jade streak now, and you know he knew that number. <laughs> Tony Khan had that number in mind since day one. He was like, "Okay, now she can lose." <laughs> That was clear as day, but... I know who it's going to be. I know who's going to beat mm. Jade. Really? It's so obvious. Brandy! <laughs> Alright, next next match is for the AEW World Women's title. Uh, Thunder Rosa vacated it. There's going to be so much more to that story, Ooh. and I cannot wait for all of it to come out. Uh, from everything I've heard, we've only seen the tip of the iceberg man who knew ivalice was going to go down as the good girl in that story well okay <laughs> let's, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves hey, she also called out bill demont years before people knew it and got shit on for it okay listen if you want to if, if you want to give her praise like <laughs> by all means but uh I, I don't know i'm not i'm not touching that one <laughs> um, so for the vacated title uh, I'm really interested to see if this is going to be for the vacated title or for the interim title. Yeah, they keep changing their minds on the wording, and I don't know That's, what they're going with. So we'll find out for sure on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, well, they could change it after that. Who cares? Yep. It's going to be Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida versus Jamie Hayter. Listener question. Tyler asks, what's the plan for each woman if they were to win? Who do you want to take? Just, uh, Just... Pick one and tell me what's next for him, and we'll yeah. trade off. Uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker wins the title, and the plan is for Jamie Hayter to take it from her because that's when that turn finally comes. I picked the easy one to start with. Okay, I'll go with the hardest one. Jamie Hayter wins. Mm -hmm. Basically that same story, but backwards. First, yeah. Brit continues to be a mean girl, just being like, "Oh well, I get, I guess you're the champion." Just kind of throwing shade at her. Mm -hmm. That leads to Jamie Hader stepping up for herself. She believes in herself, and she needs to put the Brit behind her as an emphatic first victory as champion. That wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Who you got? Uh, Hikaru Shida. Let's say Shida wins. Damn it. That was the and one I wanted to do. A, I think we actually start seeing more Joshis showing up on TV again. But B, maybe she gets to have a real run and actually like wrestle on TV more often. 
get some real matches. Yeah, whenever you mentioned Moxley's pandemic run, I felt so bad for Sheeta yeah. and Mox during that time. I'm Versus like, they, they killed it. I know. I know. Um, someone pitched the idea online. I can't remember who it was or where it was for Hikaru Shida, Hikaru Shida to be the leader of a Yakuza-like faction. And I'm like, oh, that's that so good. Dope. You see, like, the white pantsuit. Oh, that'd be and- so good. Is it slightly racist? Maybe. But if done right, it could be amazing. Um, (laughs) She starts doing a really offensive (laughs) Italian accent. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so I'll wrap it up with the uh, woman who will be winning the title this weekend. Tony Storm. She wins. I have no idea what's next for her. Honestly, I think she's the least exciting option, and I think that's what's going to happen. Um, if she is the interim champion, it makes sense for her to do a match with Thunder Rosa. If Thunder Rosa is willing to put someone over, which, uh, uh, and I think anyway. that's going to define if it gets an interim tag or not. How good was that? Uh, that women's match tonight, the square match. Oh, it wasn't. A or no, that was a tag tonight. team match. That was a tag bad. team match. We got a square match on Sunday. Get your square matches Thursday. Yeah, the yeah. tag team hey, tonight yeah. was unreal. We've been talking for how long? How we needed them to get a little stiffer and wrestle like they do in Japan. And like, listen, Jamie Hader and Tony Storm were two of the top gaijins in Stardom. Like, they know yeah. how to wrestle that style. Sheeta's been wrestling probably since she was fucking twelve. Like. We can find Tony Storm was the whole reason that there was a women's scene in the UK. Mm -hmm. She was the women's scene and she was really good. Uh, Like, so it was so refreshing to see that match tonight. And of course you give them good wrestling and suddenly the crowd got behind it. What a shocker. It's like women's wrestling's fine. You just got to put on good matches. Yeah. You just got, you got to do the things. Yeah. Um, for me, it was during picture in picture, but since I'm on fight, mm-hmm. I got to like actually see and hear it. Did you see Britt Baker punch Tony Storm in the ear? No, I saw your message about it, but that like, it was <laughs> dude, it's like it wasn't like a slap of the thigh. It yeah. was literally just like, bam, like Love right it. in the ear. I was like, okay, maybe a little too stiff for what I was asking for, but that's a nice change of pace. Um, damn you broke baker's nose again on that i know (laughs) this is so good dude um regardless of which woman wins this match they need to keep this momentum up um this could be a turning point if you let it yeah right exactly like if they if they nail this Mm -hmm. they have the best women's division i mean obviously in america i'm not gonna say internationally (laughs) because Uh, Japan's doing a lot of good things right Um, but honestly like if they continue to do this style and it's actually hard hitting I've said it before I think it eclipses WWE really really fast so many trios matches (laughs) at all out if you like trios matches I think this is going to be the promotion for you (laughs) Um, let's talk about the Spooky Boys, the House of Black, versus Miro, Sting, and Darby Allen. I this might be like I don't want to say it's going to be more important to me than the trios title match, but this has the potential to be an absolute blast. And I just want to see Miro and Brody King throw each other around. <laughs> and I know for a fact Sting is going to do something really, really crazy. And we're all going to lose our minds. Same with Darby. It's going to be amazing. So many spin kicks. Ah, it's going to be glorious. Yeah, there's not really anything else to say about that. It feels like (laughs) a weird random throwaway pairing. Why is Miro with Darby and Sting? But screw it. It's fun and it's going to work. I feel like if they did that on Rampage, it would pop a number. Oh, yeah. That's, That's the kind of stuff that I want in Rampage, where it's just like, just the trio's title should live yeah. on rampage that it should start the show off yeah that's just the way to go um let's do the next trio's match 
<laughs> Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, I I'm guessing this is just Wardlow throwing everyone around. Um, right. dude, this is going to be an absolute blast. I mean, I'm still going to be crushed. It wasn't FTR versus the Bucks for all the titles, but they had to do the trios thing. Omega's coming back. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I mean, Motor City Machine Guns, that's a cool pickup. Much better than Sotnam Singh and Sanjay got in the ring in this match. I was really down on this match when I thought that was the trios match we were getting. Oh boy, would this be a different conversation. Keep talking shit, but Sotnam Singh is going to bust out the lethal injection. And all of y'all are going to look so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be the first person to do a double shooting star. And everyone's going to be like, oh my God. Do you think if he tried to do a lethal injection, his waist would clear and he'd go over the ropes by mistake? Yes, that that's exactly <laughs> what I think would happen. And I would love to see it. The best rumble elimination it. ever. <laughs> um... Okay, next up, we've got the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Uh, I, too, am a little upset that FTR versus the Bucks isn't on the show, but I'm cool watching the Bucks actually win a match at All Out. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of a cursed pay-per-view for them. Um, and if that means I have to wait a little bit longer to see my Bucks lose the FTR, <laughs> I'll take it selfishly. I'll take it. Um, isn't it just good enough for you people that I say FTR is <laughs> the tag team of the year? Like, can you just have that? <laughs> but seriously, uh, Swerve and Keith Lee defend their titles against the acclaimed. Uh, I'm really interested in the outcome of this match because I could go either way. And it makes me really excited for the future of the division. Whose house? Daddy ass's house. That's his <laughs> house. Because it's really interesting to me because you can either set up Keith Lee and Swerve for full gear or you could just have them continue to go. And the acclaimed don't need the titles right no. now. No. Um, they're really over. Yeah, at the same time, it, like if they won, I'm not going to be upset. Like It'd work either way. I would actually kind of like to see the acclaimed and Billy Gunn as a trios more than <laughs> the acclaimed as just the tag team. If I'm being completely honest, um, that's much more interesting to me. Um, put them right up there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I popped myself tonight whenever Morrissey came out and I was like, Oh shit, it's test. <laughs> but yeah, him, him and the ass boys is a really interesting trio it that is, I'm just like, that is the that is the most impact trio of all time. <laughs> um, let's see what do we got next? Lionheart versus the American Dragon, dude. Chris Jericho secretly has the best matches at All Out. <laughs> I'm serious. Like everyone, ev like um, actually, I do want to pull this up. So, okay. talk to me real quick about. Uh, what you think of this match. I am intrigued at whether or not Danny Garcia is going to actually play any role in it. Cause I am loving that dynamic where Brian is just pissing himself laughing every time Garcia screws over Jericho and he's just having the time of his life watching it. So I really hope that dynamic pops up again in this match because that was, that was gold tonight. <laughs> And Brian's laugh the week before when he pushed Jericho over. <laughs> oh, geez. So good. So good. Oh, okay. Here we go. So at the first all out, it was Jericho defeating okay, Hangman. Man, yeah. Not as good as the Bucks and Lucha Bros in a ladder match, but sneaky good. What did he do in 2020? Was that the... Uh... That'd be pandemic year. Was that the Mimosa yeah. thing? Oh, if it was, um, I'm 
immediately yeah, eating false parts. Immediately <laughs> eating the L. Uh, shit, it was. My bad. <laughs> my bad. I'm out. All I'm right. Out. But in 2021, he had a match with MJF that, like, I was there in, like, in person. Like, it wasn't as good as the cage match yeah. between the Bucks and Lucha Brothers, but spectacular. Um, and then this year, Jericho versus Danielson is like it's kind of like it feels like a dream match because we never got the version of this match that we should. Yeah. So now that like this is actually happening in a wrestling promotion, if Jericho and Mox had a banger, how good is Danielson Jericho going to be whenever they get time at a pay-per-view? I'm so psyched. Like I said, there's so many matches on here that could steal the show. Uh, one of those matches, uh, maybe being Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, maybe, maybe. So, are we gonna are we gonna introduce him as Jungle Boy, or is he gonna come out as Jack Perry after that promo? Is he gonna come oh. out as Jungle Jack, like Jim Ross called him all the time? Jack of the Jungle, Perry. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know my take. He should win a tournament, and call himself King of the Jungle, Jack Perry. there's nothing i'm biased but there's nothing greater than that so that's just what they should do have an impromptu tournament on rampage (laughs) just a one match tournament him versus marco um (laughs) as far as the match itself i'm i'm guessing um i'm shocked it's nothing like a street fight yeah me too or something something like that something with like a stipulation um there's a real lack of stipulation on this show there's normally like one Mm -hmm. you know not a death match, but kind of, yeah. you know, plundery. Um, I'm really interested to see where this goes because, like, I, I guess Christian kind of has to win, otherwise you have to do something with Jungle Boy, and it's like, uh, well, Jungle Boy versus Mox is nothing, unless Jungle Boy has a mouthpiece and instantly just starts going on a run of like having incredible matches. And he had his Christian winning fighting it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the weird thing. Like they teased it before, but is there some weird way where they end up getting the group back together? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's this is all kind of weird to me. I think the move is to have Christian win and challenge Mox, but yeah, you know, I mean, that's a good TV match. Um, we talked about it a little bit last week. I'm just not a big Jungle Boy guy. Not right now. Maybe in the future, but not right now. What do you think about Ricky Starks, Will Hobbs? I'm really excited for this one. It's just it's cool to me too because like they're not day one guys. They're not originals, but they're both like they're both recruits. And we're seeing more and more of these matches where two like two pandemic signings have turned into huge hits and like, it's cool to see the evolution of the company where we, you don't need to have a day one OG in a big feud like this. And it also doesn't have to be someone who came from Connecticut. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. If good talent shows up, you got to take it, but it's, it's cool that these are like two guys that came in later, didn't come from the other company and both blew up like this. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. So as two really big fans of West Coast Pro, we're pulling for Hobbs, right? Uh, absolutely, um, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that Hobbs just destroys Ricky Starks. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> it would be so weird if Ricky Starks just goes out there and wins. Um, I think he's going to be an amazing baby face. I'm yeah. so excited for this because uh, he's not done. He's not done. Ricky Starks, the world beater, is going to be an absolute blast to watch. Um, all right, next up, really weird match casino ladder match Claudio, the Ring of Honor champion, versus Wheeler Yuta, the ROH pure champion, versus Pentagon Jr., Fenix, Roosh, Andrade, Dante Martin, and the ever mysterious Joker. The winner will get a shot at the AEW title. Um, who is going to be the Joker, and why is it not Leo Rush? Uh, I mean, 
beyond the obvious reasons, I think he actually is still hurt. Like, I don't even think he's cleared again yet. Not that he'd be there anyways, but... Whoops! <laughs> My bad. But like That's I... instantly less funny. Yeah, I no, apologize. I... Yeah, it's, it's funnier if he's healthy. Now I just look I like a I don't dick. think he's cleared, but cool, I am cool. so stumped on this Joker, and here's why I'm stumped. This would be a really weird spot to bring Darius Martin back. Like... That wouldn't make any Why? sense. Why? There's already two brothers, in, or technically two sets of brothers, if you want to do Claudio Yuta in the same group. See, um, that's what I'm struggling with. Like, we have Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, yeah, and Andrade and Roosh. And we have LFI, and then we have just Dante and a Joker. Like, it's setting it up for four pairings, but, like, it can't be Darius or Matt Seidel, because Darius is amazing. But How amazing would it be there? if the Joker and Seidel would be Matt a big wet, wet far. Like, it was bad enough the first time. Like, so, Not unless he hits the double shooting star. I'm, I've been waiting for it. That's hey, the one move what? in wrestling. I'm waiting to see. Hobbs was already getting signed, but Matt Seidel guaranteed Hobbs' contract because it's oh, yeah. Seidel on oh, yeah. his fucking neck. Hobbs was the first one over checking and like, that match was a test for Hobbs. Like, you do good in this battle royal, you get your deal. <laughs> and it was like, man, you passed it five seconds into Seidel's botch debut. Good oh, job, man. Dude. I didn't know you were into conspiracies. I love it. Hey, Seidel, go out there and botch on purpose and see what Hobbs does. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. I just, like, if you're TK and you're watching, like, can't really. No, I know. I'm, I'm eye on Hobbs, man. Who the hell is the Joker? I don't have a clue. I assumed it was going to be Adam Cole, baby, but I don't know. Joe, he's done filming. He could. Um. Yeah, I think some of the ROH the guys in there. Why <laughs> not? Mercedes Martinez, come on down. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who would be a big enough deal. <gasps> Marty Skrull. Um. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. No, I don't know. Um. Like, this is nobody to debut, so it's got to be a return. Brian Cage. Um, yeah, no, dude, I don't again? know. This is again, again. <laughs> I'm just, I keep naming people who were the yeah, Jokers in the previous really, matches. You're really bad at this game. <laughs> Heath Ledger. Um, yeah, regardless of who this is going to be, I think it's going to be an awesome match. Uh, we need to start a prayer chain right now that Phoenix doesn't get hurt. I mean, at least Darby's not in it this time around, and it's not both of them. Okay. So here's a really fun listener question to end our all out coverage. What are some songs you would use for the all out hype videos? Um, So for a frame of reference, the hype videos are amazing. My favorite of all time being the Limp Biscuit one from WrestleMania 17. (laughs) Highway from Rock and Stone Cold. Chef's kiss. You know what? Two chef kisses. Perfection. do you have any, or you want me to take it? You take it. I, I don't have a good answer for this. You don't? I oh, don't. Okay. All right. So I've got two. Uh, for the women's uh, square match, so Tony Storm versus Britt Baker, Sheeta, and Hater. Uh, Boys want to be her by Peaches. <laughs> I'm just saying, pull it up think about that match and you're gonna be like oh my god jake you're a genius and i will be nodding yes yes i am the other one i've got let's see stalling because i thought you were gonna have one really have me out here to dry man come on um okay thrown by bring me the horizon for punk versus mox mm, that's a good um, one that's all i've really got you know it's starks and hobbs let's just go straight up boys in the hood <laughs> hobbs is already Debo. we may as well run with it like his entire character is Debo from friday so bye bike i would love to do something like blinding lights by the weekend for the ladder match and you just see a bunch of people flying and doing crazy stuff for like a song that like everybody knows i mean Um, we already know we can't get the final countdown but that would have been amazing if we could oh how good would that be 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that might be it for me. I should have put way more thought into this. Yeah, it's but cool I'll question, say this. I was really proud of my two. It's a cool question, but it's just tough because it's like, okay, think of all of music and pull out one song. <laughs> and like, that's impossible. How do I think of all of it? Yeah, I mean, there's some bands like, um, I mean, I just, I feel like, you know, kind of like that dirtier rock really works mm -hmm. for wrestling. I think uh, a band like A Day to Remember would be perfect for AEW, just big, loud, fun, crazy stuff flying around. Um, actually, yeah, that might be a good thing. Put together a unofficial wrestling playlist. Um, cool thought project. Yeah, I might. Really, uh, really cool question. Wish I had better answers. I might answer it better next week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, maybe you'll get some inspiration while yeah. watching WWE's Cash in the <laughs> Cattle. Why cattle? I get the cash part. Where did cattle come from? It was a typo, and I'm rolling with it. <laughs> ask Ask Tits Alexander. He knows exactly what I'm talking Tits about. Tits Alexander was on the Sammy um, blog this week. <laughs> Was he really? Yeah, Alan Angels filmed something because he was at an indie show with Tits and uh, Brian Keith, so they filmed a little sketch together. Ah, <laughs> oh, Brian Keith. Oh. Yeah. What an awesome dude. Sorry, I gotta adjust my headset. Um, okay, so Clash in the Castle. Um, did I know what this card was before making the show notes? <laughs> no. Take a guess. <laughs> um, so... You've actually been watching WWE product since uh, Vince McMahon kind yeah. of got canceled, but not really. He just kind of stepped down like a, a coward piece of shit um, so he wouldn't have to face the music. Yet, fingers crossed for a lengthy prison sentence. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to run down this card? Sure. So we've got for the double championship because they still have a split the what an insane name for this championship i know right it's really called the undisputed universal wwe championship well it's both belts because they have the, like the universal one and they oh. have the wwe because they haven't split the belts they're still doing the double title crap because it takes a while to undo that stuff but it's it's roman against mcintyre which i mean whatever they're in the uk i get it you want to find a close enough to hometown boy and this might be the most poetically uk thing ever because if drew actually beat roman he would be english england's greatest hero but when he loses but he's, he's just another scottish chump because that's right. how it works there you win your british right. you lose your scottish andy yeah. murray found out the hard way in the tennis circuit that's how it goes <laughs> so lovingly poetic there um obviously the Roman train's gonna keep going until cody gets his peck fixed I think this might be the match that I helicopter in for um, because there's no way I'm watching this whole show. No. Um, this there's, I, I can't, I can't do it. Um, the, the match uh, after this that I'm going to cover is going to be really bad. So <laughs> there's, there's some people who are just like, dude, you don't get it. WWE has changed. It's so good. Now I haven't heard of one match where someone was like, you have to go out of your way to watch that. I checked out the Shinsuke. Um, walter match it oh. was really good yeah it was decent yeah. like like that was a really good tv match yeah uh i get better matches on dynamite week in week out and that don't have the weird tv production uh and the really crazy crazy light production that they do oh my gosh i was like totally i was literally blindsided um dude they they need to like so is that their hype song blinded by the light yeah, sure. <laughs> Actually, didn't the weekend do something for them? Probably. Anyway, um, yeah. If I if I hear good things about this match, I'll I'll probably go Stephanie. in for it. There actually is one other match on this show that I'm actually really excited for. Um, and whenever you get to it, yeah. see if see if you can tell me that's the one i'm looking forward to i don't know if i can tell you which one you're looking forward to but i'm pretty damn sure i can tell you which one you're not looking forward to and it is the smackdown women's championship where Liv morgan has to defend against Shayna baszler um 
I assume this is going to be a quick squ- squash and Triple H's way of saying no real wrestlers get the title, go away, live, but we'll see. <laughs> it's not going to be good. I mean, maybe. Really so here's here's what I know. Um, bear with me. This is kind of like a game of telephone. Yeah. Liv won the title. Like, not clean. And then has defended her title. Not clean. Basically, but is still yeah. the baby face. Sort of. The so, crowd turned on her pretty damn quick. So, but is she still a baby face? Supposedly. Because WWE doesn't really care. No, yeah, she's still the baby face. Just edit the crowd noise. I mean, I don't know. Credit to them. It might be a sign that things are changing if, you know, they they pretend that this was leading up to something and there's a heel turn, maybe a, a faction, something along those lines. Um, or you could be totally right. And Uncle Uncle Paul is just like, no, yeah, uh, yeah it's, no, my time it's, now. It's, it's off of her. <laughs> uh, then we have Intercontinental Championship, Gunther, also known as Walter, the Ring General, against uh, against Sheamus for the IC title. This this could fuck pretty hard. <laughs> it's the match I'm looking <laughs> yeah, forward this to. This could be really fun. <laughs> Remember, guys, Gunther's not a Nazi. He's no. not a Nazi. They never don't, officially said Stark on air. Yeah. They never said it on air. Oh my god! They, they may have accidentally done it with Ludwig Kaiser. How amazing! But... Do you know how crazy that sold-out crowd would go if he came out as Walter? Let's be real. I mean, even if you keep the Gunther name, just give him back the the theme. Oh, like... I thought you were gonna say fat. It's hard. I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible. It's difficult to get that fat in a week. Maybe he can do it, but like, I've never heard of that type of performance. Challenge accepted. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, credit to that dude for getting in sick shape. Holy um, shit. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird that like, this should be the dude that like destroys Roman in front of this crowd. Uh, if we're if we were actually yeah. going to oh, do that, absolutely. this is where this is where Walt. Sorry, I'm gonna be that guy. He's Walter. I'm yeah. sorry. Like I I can't call him Gunther. That's insane. Lincomf. Dude, why don't they keep that name? Well, he's still a Nazi. Keep the Lincomf, dude. <laughs> because it wasn't Vince's anyway. Um. You know, like how I bag on some people for being like real life pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Seamus is a real life amazing person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I whenever my younger brother was getting into WWE, I took him to a meet and greet mm-hmm. the weekend of the Royal Rumble, and uh, we met Seamus. Dude was so sweet, so kind to him. Like answered his questions, mm-hmm. hung out with him. And uh, the next day he won the Royal Rumble and my brother's been a fan ever since. And I'm just like, yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. He really good, dude. He's actually I think Seamus is really good in the ring. He is like. If he's the worst person on your roster, you have a really mm-hmm. damn good roster. Um, I don't know if I would ever make him like the guy. Give him a Walter esque mm-hmm. Bruno San Martino run. Like I want to, but no, Seamus is really good. And this has the potential to be amazing. Yeah. If they, if they want to go out there and they're like, we are yeah. going to steal the show. I think they, they could easily Absolutely. steal this show. Whenever you look at the rest of this card. Uh, next up, we have a six way, uh, a trios match, Bianca, Oscar and Alexa bliss against uh, Bailey, Eosky and Dakota Kai. I think they have a faction name now. I forget what it is, but th- there's a name for it. The big rumor is that uh, Tegan Knox, a.k.a. Nixon Newell, is going to show up at some point during this. Um, the reason she hasn't been wrestling, I mean, maybe no one would have signed her anyways. I have no idea, but she literally has had visa issues and can't even do an indie booking right now because she didn't. She's the that. one that gets hurt all the time. Yeah, right? she's the one with the double knee brace. I'm sorry. I don't, I know like next to nothing about like no, NXT no, you're, you're right. wrestlers. She is the, well, she was injured for 90% of it. So, okay. Like, yeah, she, no, she's had a lot of injury issues, but 
that's a big rumor. Um, I mean, Io Shirai and Asuka getting in the ring against each other anytime is guaranteed to be good. So that interaction will will likely steal the match for sure. Uh, then we have their edgiest feud yet, Cackleface Seth Rollins. Sorry, Seth frickin' Rollins. Is he still Seth fucking Rollins? They're getting... They're, like, slowly doing away with it, but I think they're trying to, like, phase it out like a bad accent where you just kind of slowly forget about it over time. But they did give Riddle back Matthew. He is Matt Riddle again. He's no longer just Riddle. That's good. So that's a positive step. Um, I mean, that could be that could be a really good, be match a good match because... Actually, they, they did a really cool... But I haven't match. seen, like, almost anything that Riddle's done in WWE, so I don't know if he's still... Yeah, I don't know if... I mean, he hasn't... It's been mostly promos for him since, like, I tuned in when Triple H took over, so I haven't really seen much in-ring from him either yet. They did have a really good promo segment where Seth kind of let go of the cackling bullshit for a minute and played some jokes off of Riddle's failed marriage and everything, which then got complimented by one of Riddle's ex-girlfriends going off on Twitter the other day. Holy fuck. So there's there's going to be some real uh, real intensity with that one. So it could actually be a pretty decent match. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. I'm really interested to see like why can't Seth Rollins be the person that WWE fans say he is? Like I saw him on the Indies. I saw him do mm-hmm. ROH. I saw his like early WWE mm-hmm. stuff. Like he's really good in ring. But he's so shtick heavy. Oh god, it's so annoying. Um, and honestly, I haven't been there for most of it. Um, it's just like I, I of course, like I'm on, I'm on Reddit. I'm, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I see like glimpses of it, and I'm like, it's so unappealing. Like in a way where I'm just like, it's not like I want to boo that dude. I'm just like, no, I will never watch that. Are you kidding me? Um, so we'll see. He's got a new boss. Maybe he changes things up, but he he could be the best person on the roster and a real contender to be like wrestler of the year most years. But I, I just that's not this company. Oh, such a um and it's sad because I know for a fact Matt Riddle's gonna be going down that same road and it yeah. really bums me out. Now, speaking of other people that could be top people in the company, Finn Balor, a.k.a. Prince Devitt, and Damian Priest against uh, Rey Mysterio and Edge is what it is. Kind of a dud feud and a dud match. I. They even started, like, they brought him back down to NXT. They couldn't give him the Devitt name, but they gave him back the Prince gimmick, and, of course, he got called back up by Vinny and... Puddle of Mud, take it all the way. That's the hype song for this match. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that's good. (laughs) Uh, But that's the show. That is their cat the cattle. Or it's just hurt by Nine Inch Nails. (laughs) Um, Dude, I... I mean, We almost had... Yeah, I don't know. I was interested. We, we, We talked about it a little bit before, like... There is going to be a fun atmosphere because this is a stadium, stadium show, show in the UK. Yeah. Their chants are going to be mm-hmm. peak. They're going to be amazing. And this show is probably not going to be that great, mm-hmm. but the crowd could really do wonders for it. And if they don't sweeten the audio, because you know really quick if they sweeten the yeah. audio or not. And I know for a fact, like, I've heard clips of like them sweetening it during the pandemic and post where, I mean, we're still kind of like post yeah. quote unquote pandemic, but no, I'm quote unquote over the wrong part, not pandemic, <laughs> the post part. <laughs> all right. Before you all jump on your keyboards. <laughs> and that's the show. Join us never because Jake just got us canceled. <laughs> Uh, what's Red Circle going to do? Pull our advertising that we don't have? Uh, yeah, that's our market. We're just going to double down on all the weird wrestling podcasts that we can't stand. You want a bunch of fans that will never take wrestling questions from? Let's go down that lane. 
Oh man. But yeah, I, I, this WWE show, it could be fun, but I'm not, you know, obviously not that excited for it. I'll wait for uh, recommendations because honestly, all out is going to be spectacular. And the last thing I want to do is watch a very mediocre WWE show. Yeah. And then just be like, Oh, is wrestling bad? And then I've got to wear that for a whole day before All Out. Well, they're they're doing their NXT thing All Out Day as well. Oh, forget All Out! I gotta watch yeah. the next. World's I gotta Clyde. see. I gotta. I gotta Again, see what that. Another that's... World's Collide. <laughs> I can't make this up. Ah. Uh... <laughs> We had a nice break. We had a nice, like, couple months off. Oh, man. When worlds collide. That's going to be the the song for them. It's Worlds Collide by Power Man 5000. 5000. (laughs) That group takes me back. What was their other big song? They had two. They had Worlds Collide, and there was one other one. I can't remember it. I remember using it on a shitty high school project. I was going to say, like, you're... Yeah. And I know for a fact we're going to, like... Our little Discord is going to be blowing up as soon as this posts. Yeah, um, I gotta find this song. We gotta keep talking. Supernova goes pop. That was yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> dude. I love, dude. Whenever Powerman Five Thousand did the Dudley Boys theme in like the <laughs> early aughts, I was like, yes, let's go. This is my life. No <laughs> <laughs> bully oh, raising piece of crap. Too bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, Devon seems nice. Yeah, Devon Spike. Seems- Spike was always good. Anyway. Gosh, early aughts WWE was so rad. From what I remember. I'm sure if I go back, I'm like, oh, this sucks too. Anyway, that's the show. Thank you so much for (laughs) listening. Until next time, I'm Jake. I'm Mitch. This is the Bingo Hall Boys Wrestling Podcast.